I started to paint thinking this is going to help me tune things out around me. This is going to help bring some peacefulness and some calmness. But I actually got the opposite. I started to paint and I started to see all of the, the different aspects of myself that I felt in a sense I, I could do better with. I could see the fact that I was too controlling and I didn't have to be and I didn't want to be. I could see the fact that I was so afraid of making mistakes, but in actual fact, some of my mistakes have led to amazing successes. Welcome to the Level Up with Katie B podcast. If you've ever wished you could get a glimpse inside the minds and lives of women who are masters at creating abundant and fulfilling lives, and you're ready to learn the secrets behind unlocking that in your own life, you're in the right place. Each episode, I and a series of guests uncover the secrets behind creating the life you can't stop fantasizing about. I'm Katie B, human design coach, airline pilot, CEO, and crazy cat lady, and I am so happy to have you here. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in today. Today I am chatting with Afi Ketrapal, an artist who creates reflective and immersive ink art designed to inspire women to love and celebrate themselves so they can live the beautiful, fulfilling lives that they deserve. Afi has recently embarked on a journey of self-discovery that has taken her and her business to places she never even imagined. Part of this journey has been discovering and embodying various aspects of her human design, which obviously is very exciting to me. And as a reflector, with only 1% of the population being reflectors, that makes Afi part of the contingent that are the rarest of the human design energy types. Very lucky to be able to hear her insights about human design and how she relates to hers. Afi also shares about her story coming out as an artist and how understanding her human design has supported her both in that process as well as in her corporate job. Settle in for an episode full of wisdom and insight that will leave you feeling inspired to show up exactly the way you are. If you're new to human design and you're intrigued and you want to know, oh, maybe I'm a reflector, <laughs> or maybe you know what your energy type is, but you're ready to go on your human design journey a little bit further, don't forget you can download your human design chart from the link in the show notes. Alrighty, let's dive in. Welcome, Effie, to the Level Up with KDB podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You are the first reflector that I have had on the podcast and you have been working with your human design for about seven months. So you've got some pretty cool insights into what it means to be a reflector, the rarest of the human design energy type. And I love having conversations with you on Instagram, but like when you see posts and stuff and you're like, oh, this is interesting and I totally relate to it or I'm still figuring this out. I've, I've found our relationship via Instagram a really cool way to investigate more about reflectors. So I totally appreciate that too. <laughs> I, I just really love your content. It speaks to me on a lot of different levels and a lot of other human design coaches that I follow, I just don't see that level of insight really that connects mm. to me 
Um, so, I mean, it's really valuable and I don't do it as a favor. I do it because it actually means a lot to me. So thanks for posting everything that you do. Oh, that's really awesome to hear. And you're so welcome. I think one of the things for me is that um, human design on its own can be kind of esoteric and kind of hard to understand, kind of hard to apply to your life. And I just want to know how to work with it. Same as every other modality that I've dived into, I just want to know how I can work with it and how my community can work with it to make their life easier. So that's what I try and do in my content. (laughs) So I'm glad to hear that that is working. (laughs) So you're a you're an artist you're an incredibly multi-talented human you are an artist and I have some of your beautiful art in my office which has just completely changed the vibe and lifted the energy in my room in a way that I can't even really put my finger on but I, I just love your art and you are also still in corporate as well so I'd love to know how, what has your journey been through, you know, becoming an artist, coming out as an artist and maintaining your corporate job and how has human design impacted all of that? It's a big question. It's a good question. (laughs) I actually only really announced that I am an artist to my personal connections just in May. So it's just last month. Oh my goodness. I know I didn't have the bravery to do it before then. And even though all of the communities I've been a part of has always been about, they love you already. They know you already. They trust you already. You should share it with them. I feel like I didn't trust myself and and why I was painting in the first place. So I couldn't in good conscience share it with my contacts, with my friends and my family. Uh, So it took me a really long time to become comfortable with that actually. And in actual fact, I'm quite glad that I waited that long to do it because when I did come to telling everyone about the fact that I'm an artist, I had a lot of clarity as to why I was actually painting and why I was painting for women specifically. Mm -hmm. I could really clearly tell people that it was because I want women to value themselves, to love and celebrate themselves, to really own the power of their own voices and perspectives because that was really something that I think I was struggling with a while ago and was what led me into actually my journey as an artist. The reason that I actually felt finally and brave enough to do that is I really intentionally joined communities filled with bright and inspiring energy with amazing businesswomen. And so when you're in that kind of space, there's really nowhere to go but up. You're so inspired. And that's really what encouraged me. It was actually nothing short of miraculous because I realized just how important the energy and personal space around me is, not just in my business, but in my well-being more broadly. I, I moved home. So now I have my own home. I've got my own space. I can dictate everything around me, who I'm spending time with. And all of that kind of fed into my confidence and my ability to kind of lean into myself. So it was it was a bit of a mixed bag, but it, it is really the, the space around me, the energy around me, and re- the fact that I could realize that, that led to the clarity that I needed mm-hmm. to actually finally coming out as an artist to the people who actually mean a lot to me. And I was met with a lot of love and support, which I should have expected, but I wanted to go into it with the clarity that I eventually did have. 
the idea of you feeling really confident based on your surroundings is totally representative of how reflectors are designed to feel and reflect back their environment. So as a reflector, it's one of those really incredible gifts that you have is to sense the energy and amplify it, like absorb and amplify the energy of people and environments around you. And when you're in really supportive places, that's like the go ahead. That's like the cocoon. That's like, yes, we've got you. We're holding you. We're here for you, ready for you to to share your gifts. And when you're not, that's the indication that it's time to move on or make a shift in any way possible to to be in an environment that is more supportive of you and so do you feel like you've always had that connection to being able to pick up on subtle energies of people and environments or do you think it was through this journey of discovering yourself as an artist and coming out as an artist that you dialed in on that in a a new level I think it's come from exploring art more and more because prior to prior to actually delving into it and really immersing myself in in my journey as an artist I was a productivity addict I was all about busyness I was all about drowning out everything around me just to get things done and that's really a product of when you're working in busy corporate jobs right it it really kind of teaches you to focus only on that or at least it was my fault and I was doing that and I wasn't really paying much attention to myself. So I don't think at that point I was good at tapping into what other people are thinking or feeling or their behaviors because I wasn't even doing that for myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really recognizing myself as a whole person who deserves rest and recovery and love and celebration. I wasn't doing it. So I don't think I would have done a very good job with other people at all. But it was when I started to paint I started to paint thinking this is going to help me tune things out around me. This is going to help bring some peacefulness and some calmness. But I actually got the opposite. I started to paint and I started to see all of the the different aspects of myself that I felt in a sense I, I could do better with. I could see the fact that I was too controlling and I didn't have to be and I didn't want to be. I could see the fact that I was so afraid of making mistakes but in actual fact some of my mistakes have led to amazing successes and it was only when I started to be kind and forgiving and accepting of myself that I I could kind of start to see the way I needed to treat other people and I could start to see how how people were interacting with me and what that reflected about them Mm -hmm. I think the really was trying to take care of myself before I could even look around me and look at other people and at least in the last, um, maybe since January, so this year, I do get a lot of comments now on my social. I do get a lot of reach outs from people saying, you've you've really seen me really clearly in your posts. I really connect with what you're sharing. And it, you know, it does feel really wonderful because I finally feel like my voice is coming through and it is what a lot of people want to hear. But ask me if I could have done that last year. Probably not. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like you've been on a pretty big journey of self-discovery then through your art. When you started as an artist, did you anticipate that it was going to be such a big journey of self-discovery? No, I really, I couldn't have imagined that I would have come as far as, as I have now. I didn't even start painting with the intent of creating a business. 
at all. I, I really just started painting because I realized I needed to take some time for myself away from my job. Mm-hmm. And the best way for me to do that is to fill it with something that felt inspiring and calming to me. And in actual fact, I started I started painting with acrylics because it felt really structured and really ordered and it felt easier in, in a way to do that. But it it felt like a chore. It didn't feel enjoyable. And so I switched to painting with inks to begin with, which is what I paint with now. And I didn't like how loose and flowy everything was. I didn't like that I couldn't control all of it. And I put it aside for a while, actually. And I went back to acrylics and I thought, this is easier for me. But then I kept feeling, no, but the entire point of this was to let go a bit. (laughs) The entire point of this was to let things flow a bit more, to feel a bit freer. And then when I finally fell back into inks, I fell in love with it because I finally was not comparing myself with anyone else. I was just taking a step away from any other artist that I was looking at and just creating what felt right to me. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I've learned on my journey is the importance of stepping away from other people sometimes. And it's difficult in social media, right? You're constantly comparing yourself with other people. but What I've really learned is I need to really restrict that for myself because when I start tapping into other people's uh, social media accounts, I murky my own thoughts. So it might be that at the start of the week, I've got a a whole bunch of ideas I want to talk about with all of the people that I connect with. But as soon as I start going through different people's accounts, it just gets hazier for me. And I've kind of lost that drive that I had to share what I wanted to share. So I I think a lot of people will see, I actually, I support a lot of amazing artists and a lot of other amazing businesswomen, but I normally don't go through all of their grid or anything and comment on all of their pieces. I mostly will comment on their stories, one isolated post. I might send them direct messages and support them and be there for them any way I can, but I no longer troll through people's posts it doesn't do any good for me. I have learned my uh, my limit on that. Yeah, learning to step away has changed everything for me. I That's why I feel so comfortable now sharing because there's no comparing with anyone. This is just me. Do you think your human design, understanding your human design, being a reflector with all your undefined centers, did that help you understand why you were feeling any of that murkiness or was it the murkiness and then the human design you kind of were understanding that a bit more and then the puzzle pieces start coming together and it all starts making sense so I did I have read about the influence of energy around me based on on my human design so I, I didn't look at that but I didn't really think too much of it I didn't I thought to myself more, my physical space is what I need it to be. So that's great. That already helps with my creative process with my painting. I didn't take that into account with, say, things like social media and virtual spaces to begin with. I didn't think of it like that. But in actual fact, when I first started thinking about starting my art business, I was I was in a shared house and the only art space that I had was a bin bag strapped to a window pane. That was all I had to paint against. So I didn't have a lot of space. But what became my really inspiring space was the first online community that I joined. That was my space. So I started to realize it doesn't have to be a physical space. It is as long as there is a space that you feel comfortable to share 
and lift your dreams up without feeling like people are judging you in any way. So in in hindsight, I probably should have thought of that. But I mean, no harm. Now I know. Now I know about it. And I know that virtual spaces, um, physical spaces, emotional spaces, they're all equally important to me. Totally. And, you know, your lack of definition in your chart, so the the way that you have no defined energy centers, that you're amplifying and uh, absorbing and amplifying the energies through every single one of those energy centers, every single one of those gates. And that includes your crown, so direct connection to source. So when you're looking on social media and you're watching other people's inspiration, you're absorbing that and amplifying it. And that's why, you know, we can, I have an undefined crown as well. And as part of the reason why I intentionally don't spend a lot of time on social media in the same way that you don't, I, I use it in a very specific way, but I am not a, I don't go through people's grids or anything like that either. Um, because exactly the same as you said, I'll, I'll start with like, these are my thoughts. I feel very clear on what I want to share. And then next minute I'm like, Ooh, I'm either confused or I'm almost morphing into some sort of hybrid of everyone else's inspiration <laughs> and therefore watering down my messaging. And and like you say, it's just that's not as satisfying. That's not what we came here to do. It's not really as potent for our community either. That sort of energetic hygiene absorbs into every single facet of all of our beings and especially as a reflector because you know you're feeling it through your spleen which is your intuition you're feeling it through your solar plexus which is your emotions your root energy center your sacral all of them you know through your sacral you could you know just being an energetic exchange with me you might feel like you have access to more sustainable workforce energy so you might push 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 and then all of a sudden be like, oh, fuck, I'm exhausted. Why did that happen? You know, there is this kind of energetic bullying almost that can happen when we are in other people's energetic space, whether it be virtually or physically. Um, so, yeah, that's so cool to hear how that has kind of unfolded and how you've got really clear boundaries and, I guess, strategies to help you stay really connected to you as well. Yeah, I mean... When I first started my business, I did not have a clear voice. I wasn't showing anyone what I really stood for, what I was passionate about, because I was trying to emulate so many people. And it all came from a place of admiration. There were wonderful people and artists, but it wasn't me. And what I'm realizing more and more is I'm not really like those people that I was trying to emulate. And it it all came across as just pretty vanilla, if I'm honest. And it didn't, it didn't have to be, but I, I didn't really trust in my own voice at the time or my own perspectives, the way that I do now. I know I don't write the way that other people do. And I know I don't post things the way that other people do. And that's a good thing because when I get reach outs from people to collaborate, what they say to me is really specific to what I do. That's a good thing. Mm. I want to be known something specific whether or not you agree with it that's another matter but that's a good thing I'm pleased that is a sign of success to me yeah I mean the reality is all we have really you know there are many many artists there are many many coaches but all we have is that no one can be Affy and no one can be Katie right and so it's almost the most vital part of our journey is to 
go on that commitment of self-discovery and then be bold enough to share that. <laughs> yeah. And and how you share it as well. And yeah, at, at what point do you want to do that? And I have I have spoken to coaches in the past and they've said things to me like, your writing is too deep. People are aren't going to read it or things like that. And it's it's really tricky to hear things like that because and I was taught this when I joined my corporate job as well, because it's very scientific, factual based writing. And I show up basically a storyteller um, <laughs> and they're saying things like, no, you can just use this one really simple word. Don't use words like mellifluous or whatever it is that you've got in mind. And so I've, I've constantly been told that yeah, you're writing too deep. It's it's too amorphous. It's too flowery and things like that. But that's how I speak. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the best way to get words I mean, I was raised reading the dictionary every day, basically. Um, my dad and I would quiz each other on words and whoever would know the word and whoever would not know the words would kind of determine the winner. So I've got good vocabulary now, but that's really important to me. To me, I get a really satisfying high when I think of the perfect word to write in a post, for example, probably isn't as important to other people, but it's just in the way that I show up. So mm. yeah, really have to just be clear on who you are and how you want to show up. For sure. And have you found as well that as you've let yourself have that, like be the storyteller, that you've started attracting more of the clients and getting more of the kind of authentic connections through your social media, through your art making sales with people that you can feel like you've got a really beautiful connection with more so than when you were trying to fit into a mold made for someone else? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. To, to customers, to designers reaching out to me, to, to standalone clients as well. I get a lot of really beautiful DMS come in, which just light me up completely. But um, also a lot of connection that comes in from other artists, which is also really valuable to me. I get to build a really amazing group of inspiring women too. So yes, on all rounds, I've definitely seen so much more. I don't want to say engagement because it sounds really mechanical, but I've just seen a lot more connection with people. There's more to connect with when you actually do share stories. And my favorite way to communicate is with stories. I mean, I've seen posts before, and not to be critical of anyone, but I've seen posts before that are maybe, what do you like about the color of green? And I've seen that really kind of maybe a couple of sentences about, I like the fact that this is about nature. I like the fact that maybe it is mostly nature. But um, when I was trying to write a similar post, because I thought I'll share a little bit more about color theory as well in my post, to me, when I say, what what do I like about the color green? Why does it mean so much to me? Takes me back to summers in Iran where we would pick walnuts fresh from trees in Iran and we would break them open. And it's interesting because walnuts were shaped like, like minds, like brains, but actually when you cut it open, they're shaped like hearts. And there's so much symbolism. Yeah, if you are in Iran, we love fresh nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but there's just a lot of symbolism in the way that I write and it's on purpose because it means a lot to me and I think people enjoy it. I'm getting a lot of connection just based on the way that I tell stories and I love that because stories really help you feel and you always remember the things that you feel from someone, right? I don't always remember everything that that you post about, Katie, but I'll remember what I felt 
when I looked at some of your posts and that has me coming back. Mm. Yes, so true. And in a really saturated uh, market, making authentic connections and making sales because, you know, like that's essentially what we're all trying to achieve, right? It just feels so much more natural and satisfying and rewarding and inspiring to keep going to like like keep sharing your gifts yeah absolutely it gives me so much more reason to continue showing up the way that I do I'm not just posting a picture of artwork and then leaving out in the ether for people to find I am actually trying to to connect with people and when they do reach out to me and they do say I love this piece because of this reason it's very rarely because it fits a color scheme in their home. Mm-hmm. It's usually because, yeah, I looked at this and I read the post and it reminded me of this and you're connecting through stories and there's nothing more beautiful than that. Mm-hmm. Then being able to build bridges through something like art across oceans that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise is amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. Hey, I think one of the journeys that I've been on since I started my business a couple of years ago is going from someone who was had zero social media presence to like loud and proud <laughs> in the space of the flick of a switch essentially. And because I had no idea what it meant to use social media, I was a little bit technologically uh, stunted. Like I had never really taken much time to get to know Facebook, Instagram, anything like that. So all the lingo, all the jargon was completely unknown to me. And it was such a huge learning curve and I'm still learning and I'm still not the best at it. But when I was trying to shift from, because I've got to be honest, one of my mindsets was I fucking hate social media. And that has been, you know, that's not helpful for me, right? Because I chose to use social media as my marketing platform. So that's not going to help. And so gradually over time, I started thinking about like why I love social media and what you just explained is exactly the, actually the main reason I love it. I cannot believe the number of people that I've connected with that are across the opposite side of the world. You and I right now, a perfect example. And building these genuine connections. And I think, imagine a hundred years ago, all I would have had was a paper. I would have had to like post a a small little two sentence ad in a paper and just hope and pray that the right person saw it. And now I can, I effectively have unlimited possibilities to reach unlimited numbers of people and not just for the purpose of building a sustainable business, but for fucking making awesome connections and meeting amazing people. It's just crazy and such a tiny mindset shift can have such a big impact right yeah it's the entire you change one word and it changes everything so instead of saying I have to post on social media or I have to speak to my followers it's I get to post on social media I get to speak to my followers and my friends I get to speak to the people that I connect with with my circle and yeah just changing the way that you think of that a really small change just it makes everything so much easier Totally. Yeah. So you're still working in corporate, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. How have you negotiated this this transition where you've come out as an artist and you're enjoying this incredible life as a businesswoman and still running your corporate job? I started off as, as two different people, I think, in that sense, two different personalities. They're coming together a little bit more now which is nice for me, actually, it gives me a bit of cohesion. 
But knowing what my human design is and bringing it into my corporate job has actually happened without me realizing it, which again is really nice. So understanding the importance of space and energy around me has been one of them. Corporate jobs are hectic. I work with clients, I work with budgets, I manage big teams. So it can be pretty stressful. And as you can imagine, lots of back-to-back calls and things like that too can mean you're kind of fried by the end of the day. Um, I've now taken to blocking out uh, slots between certain meetings that I know are going to be stressful and stepping away from my machine, whether it's even for 10 minutes sitting outside in the garden if I'm working from home or going for a quick walk if I'm in the office and just letting myself reset before I go back in. That's really helped me. And the other thing that's really helped me is actually just embracing how different I am, because I often felt this when I was really junior in my role, that I feel like I'm a bit too soft-spoken. I feel like I'm not loud enough. And in fact, I've had feedback before saying, Afi isn't the loudest voice in the room, but when she does, you know, when she does speak, it's really valuable and things like that. And it it was meant as positive, but that was kind of stuck in my mind. Happy's not the loudest voice in the room. Yeah, they're right, actually. That's changed now. I feel a lot more confident in what I have to offer. And I've used it in a creative way that I didn't really expect to do. So I've put forward lots of really ambitious initiatives to do community work with our company now instead. So it might not directly be the client work that we do every day, but that doesn't mean that my creative voice can't come through in different ways that other people aren't thinking of. And it's it's a huge thing that we're looking to do, actually, all based on me thinking slightly differently to what everyone else is thinking, what everyone is focusing on. Mm. And in fact, in my most recent round of, uh, we have anonymized 360 reviews every year. So I had feedback come in this time and I'll never forget it. It said, um, Afi has this innate ability to bring people together for a common cause. And that's her real gift. Oh my God. And, and it was amazing because I didn't think anyone thought of me like that. I've always been really nurturing. And as I've become more senior in my role, I, and having realized how much I value my own time and I need my own space, I enforce that a lot more in my team because I'm in a position where I can. Mm-hmm. And so my main aim is always take care of the people around me, take care of my team. So I think that's all actually come from just becoming more comfortable with who I am and with how I function. I might not be the loudest voice in the room. I might not be the one who pipes up immediately. I might not be as forceful or come across as determined as some other people are or as energetic in fact but I know what's important and I know that the people around me are important because otherwise you will get nothing out of them Mm. so that's really helped me actually oh that's so cool and so do you feel like you're getting more joy out of your job your corporate job than you were before yeah absolutely because I get to bring in more than just what I was doing before yeah I get to bring change because actually I realized I have good ideas. I just didn't feel confident enough to share them because I thought I'd be laughed out of the room. Yeah. And some of it's probably come from becoming more senior as well, becoming more confident on that front, but definitely learning to listen to my voice a lot more away from other people. I've realized I've got a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. And that also means I get to kind of 
craft my role the way that I want and offer that to other people too because I'm seeing more and more because when you manage the, when you manage teams you have to check in with them you need to see how they're feeling about things and you pick up on on a lot of what they are saying and what they are thinking what they are feeling so naturally then as a leader you go away and you think of what can I do to lift the spirits here what can I do to bring people more job satisfaction and and that's kind of what has led me to coming up with all these different ideas and different proposals on things that we can do and in fact, one of them has been received really well and I've been put forward for an industry award. So it's getting bigger and bigger. People are starting to starting to see the value in doing more and more differently. Mm. Oh. Well, congratulations. That's freaking amazing. And <laughs> uh, I'm just super thrilled for you to be able to ex- have that shift in experience at work as well. That, you know, it's not by chance, right? It's by design that you have been an active participant in improving your life, your quality of life. And I'm not sure how, how unhappy, were you unhappy, really unhappy in your corporate job before or just like a little bit bored, a little bit disconnected? What was it like before? I just felt like I was just running through the motions of things every day. I felt like I wasn't I wasn't living each moment the way I should have. I felt like I was just living the moments between the meetings and between between the calls and the emails and I was just disappointed in myself honestly. I always thought you're you're made for bigger things than this. But I that had just kind of faded away at one point. I'd just gotten so used to, you know, when you graduate from uni and then you push yourself into a job as soon as you can get one because you just don't know if there will be jobs available afterwards. And so I did that a couple of times and then I moved into this role. And don't get me wrong, I've got a great team and everything, no complaints there whatsoever. But the job is demanding. And I found myself, because um, I'm kind of freshest and more awake first thing in the morning, I would normally go to the gym and then go to work. But I found myself shortening my gym sessions again and again until I was only going for, say, half an hour. And then I would go to the office early. So I'd be in the office at about 7 a.m. instead of 9. And I was still leaving on time. I wasn't leaving any earlier. And it just became my entire life. Yeah, I was just very disappointed in myself. And I thought to myself, if someone was going to ask me, Afi, tell me about yourself, what would I tell them? Mm. I wouldn't know what to tell them. <laughs> apart from what my job is it was disappointing to be honest <laughs> yeah do you know what the not self theme is in human design in the reflector human design yeah I actually recently did learn it's disappointment but I only learned it after I came out in a sense mm. and I realized oh I use the word disappointed mm. in myself mm. when when I had realized that I'd had enough and I thought, well, that that lines up perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so it's so crazy because what I've noticed with actually every, including myself and my husband and all my clients that I've worked with, their human design, really, what happens is we our, our behaviors are a direct representation of our design. So it's almost like human design is really valuable because it puts a spotlight on some really incredible tools that help you navigate life with more ease. But most of us have actually been experiencing those tools, experiencing the language of our energetic blueprint through us. 
our whole lives just unconsciously, which is fine, right? Like that's that's not a problem. But what I've found is that when it becomes conscious, it then becomes so much easier to do that course correcting, to step back into the things that really make you feel good, the things that are really supportive of you living the life that you actually want to live, not that you feel you must live or from a scarcity or, um, you know, shooting yourself into different roles and situations. So I love that this is part of the reason I love having these conversations with people is because the language of human design comes out in these conversations. So naturally, what's your understanding of the not self theme in human design? Do you know what it's the purpose of it is? I guess the purpose of it is is to help you see when a situation or the space around you isn't conducive to who you are. So you know that something needs to change uh, because this isn't how I should be feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know why I always have this vision of this little dude sitting on my shoulder and his name is not self. And when he comes up, he like taps me on the shoulder. And he's like, hey, Katie, <laughs> what you up to? Because this isn't what you should be doing. This isn't feeling good for you. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. And it's frustration for me as a generator. But so, yeah, it is that sign for us to be like, oh, this isn't really what I should be doing right now. That's not what's in my highest interest and it's time to course correct. So, yeah, so cool. And then for the signature theme for reflectors is surprise. Do you relate to that word in the same the same way that disappointment does? I don't actually know. So I have read that that is the signature theme, but I'm I'm not sure that that fits with me unless maybe I'm misunderstanding it. I'm a very literal person. Um, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. So I like to be pleasantly surprised and, and that means I'm in a, in a nice space. Is that kind of what it's like? Look, I can tell you the theory. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, if there is a supposed to. But I think it's like as you move through the world, interacting with different people and places, if you're feeling engaged and drawn to explore more, if you feel like you want to keep interacting and continue to uncover like potentials and beauty, then that's kind of your energy body's way of almost seeking surprise. That's yeah. the way that I understand it. It's almost like you've got a pep in your step and a and a zest for life that is almost like a quest for surprise. But you know, like I said, this is theory that I've read and and interpreted and my understanding of it, whether it's how it shows up in your life or or other reflectors' life, I'm not too sure. But that's why I was really interested to find out. So what I would say is I'd love to find out over the coming months if you start noticing surprise or just getting really like curious about what that might look like. So I can hear your thoughts on it as you kind of unpack more of your design. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I think it makes sense what you said. So if exploration is probably one of the things that will lead to surprise, then absolutely. Just actually in the month of May, um, I've been shifting a couple of things in my business to make it more comfortable for myself. And but also exciting. In the month of May, I set myself a theme of bravery. It's a really broad theme, but I knew there were a lot of things that were just sitting on me, weighing me down, and I wasn't brave enough to do them. So I set myself a theme in May of bravery and I plowed through them because I just felt like I had the energy in May. And I don't know what it was, mm. um, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I had all of this energy to go out and do exactly what you said, explore. And so I 
reached out to collaborators. I pitched at magazines. I signed up for my first art fair and I even confirmed a venue for art workshops. These are things I've been sitting on for so long that I just did. And it felt great. But the best one was when one of the interior designers who I connect with really deeply and they're a lovely person reached out to me without me saying anything to them saying, I've got a client who's interested. And there are a couple of pieces that I have my eye on. Let's speak. Let's collaborate. I'd love to work together. And I've been speaking to this person for over a year now, now and then. I hadn't spoken to them for months, actually, as of recent. But I'm, I'm getting more and more of this just being drawn to me, which is is nice. I mean, that it, those are the best surprises when when someone just reaches out to you because you suddenly came up in their mind. Um, but May has been like a, a busy month, um, a really wonderful month. And what I realized in my business is I've brought in something called focused freedom into how I run my business. So I'll just explain what that means. So I do all of my mandatory things, which are uh, you know, posting on socials, for example, because you have to do that really. But I also like having an element of freedom and exploring new things because that is what brings me a lot of joy and lights me up. So for those wider business activities, I give myself a theme. So May was bravery. And that gave me room to explore a lot of different things that were just sitting on me. And it was broad by design because I don't like to be boxed in too much. I still like to have a bit of freedom there. Um, and then my theme for June is promotion. So again, it's pretty broad. It gives me some freedom, but it also gives me some direction. So that's all of the focused freedom that I'm giving myself. And that's feeling really good for me right now, actually. Um, but it's also a way in which I'm getting a lot of unexpected results. And it's all been really positive And I've been learning from all of them. And once you do something for the first time, you feel a lot more comfortable the next time around, right? Oh, totally. That's that process of building trust and building your own evidence that what you're doing is working. And yeah, oh, that's so cool. So I love this idea, focused freedom. I, one of my core values is freedom. It probably sounds really basic, bitch, but I just, it's one of the things that like gets me so fired up and times get tough in my business. And by that, I mean, you know, I'm not getting the results that I want or things aren't going the way that I planned. The thing that keeps me going is this is an outlet for me to express and feel freedom in lots of different ways. It's a way that I support other women in exploring their freedom and expanding into their freedom. And so this whole idea of focused freedom, just I feel like I'm going to have to start embracing that as an idea as well. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll feed back to you in a couple months on how that's going for me, but it feels feels really nice to me actually because otherwise you just get so bogged down in doing the business as usual things but if you didn't start your business for freedom what did you start it for at least at least to me that I started it for a level of freedom mm -hmm. and so yeah I mean it works really really nicely for me it just means that I'm constantly trying to create different ideas. I'm constantly trying to bring life to something slightly unique. And I get to explore while I'm doing everything that I already need to be doing. So I don't feel like I'm neglecting any part of my business. In fact, I'm thinking of ways to make it grow in a way that feels natural and exciting to me. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's part of the goal of this podcast, to be honest, is to inspire women to to create their vision without feeling like they have to do it a particular way. I mean, of course, we all need structure and we all need strategy, but 
you can do that and still feel good in your business. And I do think it's a, a very personal and experimental journey. And I don't think that there is necessarily a wrong or right way to do it. But what I do think is that if you go in knowing that you can say yes to yourself, yes to your vision and figure it out along the way. And I think human design gives you beautiful supportive tools to help you build trust in that. But if you go in with that intention, then the outcome is always going to be more sustainable and more joyful for you. And I think that's really important because that's where you get to serve your community from the most potent, impactful way possible, you know? Yeah. And I think the process is always going to be a little bit iterative as well. Totally. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's the business of being a businesswoman as well, right? You have to keep experimenting. You are a scientist in that sense too, right? Constant experimenting. And I have signed up to lots of workshops and I have followed lots of people's advice and and things like that. For example, when it comes to goal setting, I have goals. But uh, the way that I was setting goals and I was I kept changing the way that I was doing it based on what other people were saying. And it just didn't work for me. I was setting them based on finances, based on number of units sold. And in actual fact, I was recently in a manifestation session. And when we were asked, what are our goals? This is not a criticism of anyone. Some people were giving values of this many thousand a month is my goal. That's great. You've got an idea of what your goal is. And a lot of people had numbers in their mind. But when I was asked, I said, well, my goal is to wake up at 5 a.m., go for a swim, then come back, have a hot shower, and then make myself a fresh celery juice, and then sit in the garden and journal. And it wasn't, there were no numbers there, right? It was freedom to me. My goal was freedom. So I've, I've realized more and more the reason that I don't really like the way that a lot of people goal set is because it doesn't mean anything to me. I am so much more soul-driven than goal-driven that when I think about what my goal is, okay, it might be this many pounds a month. But the reason that that is my goal is because it means I have a fully paid off mortgage. Mm-hmm. It means that I can go for my yoga class at 9 a.m. because it means I won't miss any of my corporate job because I don't have to do my corporate job. And it's about bringing it to life in a way that means something to you, that speaks to you. Because I realized I wasn't looking at my goal sheet because if I was already falling behind at day one, well, I was already failing. But if I'm doing all these amazing things based on my themes each month, I'm actually winning. And that's not showing up in my in my goal sheet. Yeah. When you have clarity on the why behind the end vision, then that's what's going to keep you taking those those steps each and every day. The kind of focused freedom is one aspect of, of what I do. But then the other part is I know that there are some days when I wake up and I have so much energy. So I get everything that I want done for that month. The business as usual parts, all of my content, I'll bash it out in like a day maybe or at least the planning for it, because I know it doesn't last almost. I know that the next day I'm probably going to feel different and I'll probably actually be really tired the next day. And it's not because I actually spent that much time doing the planning and all, because it's enjoyable when you have all the energy, you've got so many different ideas, but when you know it's kind of, you know, it's a burst and then the next day you're going to feel completely different. I love the way that you lean into the, the, 
ebbs and flows of your energy when you can. Like I know that it can be challenging, especially when you're, I mean, the reality is we're running businesses and there are things that have to be done, but when you can let yourself flow with it, fuck, there is so much power in that. And I'm just glad to hear that you are embracing that. Do you have any specific advice for other reflectors in business that you've found to be helpful? Yeah, I, I think it comes back a little bit to it's okay to be inconsistent. So, I mean, I have actually seen blog posts where people are commenting and saying reflectors are way too inconsistent to run a business. And I completely disagree with that. But what I would say is get really comfortable with not using the word should because it's your business. You get to decide what happens in it and what it looks like. And I say that because and we've touched upon this already. Some days I feel like I have so much strength, I can move mountains. And other days, I feel like I can barely manage to move myself. And that's okay, because you have to honor the fact that you're going to be different every day and acknowledge where your energy is and and when it's not around. But I can tell you what works for me. So on the, like I said, on the days where I feel like I can move mountains, I'll take advantage of the energy that I have. And I'll do all of those things that don't really light me up, but have to be done. And then on the days when I don't have that kind of energy, then I use those days to dream and research. Mm -hmm. And I say research and it sounds academic, but I mean it in a nice way. I actually mean to explore new ideas that you might want to do at some point. And it's always good to chip away at them in the background, right? Just so you're fleshing out ideas and you're keeping yourself inspired and it still feels like you're recovering and resting. But it also means that you get to feel inspired and excited on a day when otherwise you would have felt really lazy and pretty bad about yourself. Mm. So strength in the days when you have energy and in the days that you don't have that energy. And that does wonders for me. So hopefully that's helpful for other reflectors as well. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. I have genuinely like, I feel like you've taught me a lot today and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast too. Thanks for having me. I love being in your energy and in your space. I definitely get a lot from it as well. Otherwise, I would never have agreed to come. Beautiful. Oh, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I feel so grateful to have been able to chat to Effie and hear her recent journey about coming out as an artist and, of course, her beautiful insights into being a reflector. It certainly served as inspiration and a reminder that none of us really know what is in store for us, but when we allow ourselves to follow the call of our heart, let our soul guide us, You never really know what incredible adventures the universe is going to guide you on. So Afi's conversation has really felt very inspiring and uh, given me a little bit of pep in my step to follow the nudges. If you would like to check out Afi's art, you can find her on Instagram at Art by Afi. She has the most beautiful, authentic presence on social media. I love seeing her beautiful art and reading her stories. So if you want to brighten the energy of your social media feed, I highly recommend giving her a follow. That's at Art by Affy on Instagram. She actually also has some really cool freebies that you can grab from her link in bio. So definitely don't miss out on those. She ships her art internationally. And honestly, I highly recommend brightening your room with one of her incredible pieces of art. 
Mine changed the entire vibe of my office and I can't be more grateful to have such a beautiful piece of art in my home. You can check out her gallery at artbyaffy.com. If you don't know your human design, you're keen to find out more, don't forget you can download your chart through the link in the show notes. And if you like what you heard today, why not like, share, or maybe even leave a review? It really helps other people hear the podcast, and that makes me so happy. Until next week, take care, keep milking the shit out of life, and I will catch you in the next episode.